Well, I got me myself and I saw all I got in the end. It's what I found out. And it ain't no need to cry. Took a vow that from now on, I'ma be my own best friend. Woo! Oh my goodness. It is another day to be grateful. Listen. Let me first of all let me just in, say welcome, welcome, welcome to Oshun says I am your host, love, and I am a little bit too hype for my own good probably right now because I just finished watching the mother, the queen bee, homecoming, her Netflix special. It dropped today. Well, today is Wednesday. This is airing tomorrow. So, listen, I just watched it. It dropped on Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. I rushed home. I watched it. I'm a little hype. Oh, let me tell you something, okay? You gonna learn one way or the other why she's the queen bee. Okay, it's either you get down or you lay down. Okay, she told y'all, it's my shit, bow down, bitches. And she meant it. Okay, she meant it. Oh, that was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't know how many of you guys seen it, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor, pause this podcast and go and listen and then come right back. Okay. So, um, welcome. I hope everybody had a blessed week. I hope everyone had a fantastic week. Some, I hope at least one of your visions, one of your goals came to fruition this week. I hope that for you guys, because let me tell you something, something miraculous happened in my life and uh, I'm going to just put it this way. Okay. There's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too astronomical that a loving heart and a forgiving heart and a compassionate heart can't heal. You hear me? And I mean that with every fiber of my being. I hope you guys can feel me when I tell you that. All right. Always believe that there's hope and there's an opportunity for something to be better than what it is at this very moment. Okay. So that happened for me. And then I watched Beyonce. (laughs) Can I talk about it a little bit more? I'm sorry. I know. I know some people are not a part of the Beehive, but I am. Okay. And first of all, she started off the episode of the, excuse me, the documentary with a, with a quote from Nina. I think it was from Nina Simone. Anyway, it was a, a dope quote. No, it wasn't from Nina Simone. But the quote was, if you surrender to the air, you can ride it. If you surrender to the air, you can ride it. And... Um, it just, that really, that was a great intro. Um, that was a great way, a great mood starter to me. Um, she stated that in the, in, in the documentary that she always wanted to go to HBCU, 
Um, and it was important for her to um, highlight the HBCU culture at Coachella, excuse me, let me correct myself, at Baychella, okay? Um, and it was an in-depth, raw look at behind-the-scenes rehearsals and preparations for this monumental event. Um, it was four months of pre-rehearsal, so that means like figuring, in every, figuring out everything, and then four months of rigorous rehearsals with the band. And trust and believe, Little Miss Blue Ivy was right there regulating, making every eight count was on point. You hear me? Swinging here like I'm running this. I want hairs to be tossed from the left to the right like this. And she demonstrated. And I loved it, okay? It was, um, I mean, I'm sure everyone saw, unless you're living on the rock or don't have internet, I don't know, but... They, you saw Coachella, but to watch the behind-the-scenes work, you know, the, the hours and, and who, what she was doing to her body. Like, she said that she was supposed to do the Coachella the year before. And then she got pregnant unexpectedly with twins. And she was a very high-risk, it was a very high-risk pregnancy. It did a lot to her body. And she's mentioned that she wasn't too sure if she could ever get her strength and endurance back. In her mind, in her mind, she wasn't there a lot of the times getting, you know, doing the rehearsals. So she just wanted to be with her kids and breastfeed. And, she, you know, she found a way to figure it out and push through. And you can see like, okay, she started off at 218 and then she, um, went on this rigorous diet. Uh, it's pretty much, it sounded like it was an alkaline-based diet, a plant-based diet. There was no dairy, no carbs, no sugars, no meat, no no nothing. <laughs> just, just, it looked like it was just fruits, like real fruits and real vegetables. So not corn, because that's not a real vegetable. No hybrid vegetables or fruits. Only alkaline-based um, foods is what she was consuming. She mentioned also that like she had three sound stages. And she would go from one to the next to the next. One for the band. One for the choreography. One for her creative her creative team, and she would go from one to Nick to the next. This woman is a hard-working woman, okay? She was directing and producing, stand, telling, I'm not feeling it. Let me hear that again. Let me do it again. Let's do it again. I don't care. It's my anniversary. Jay-Z looking at me like, girl, we got to go. And she's like, I don't know. We got to figure it out. It's my anniversary, but I'm here, and we going to figure it out, Okay. Oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. If you have not gotten a chance to see it, I suggest you go ahead and do so. Let me tell you, I didn't have I didn't have um plans to talk about Baychella at all, but I was so moved and so motivated. I had to talk about it. I had to. I had to. So, uh 
Thank you for letting me have my little rant. When we come back, we're going to move on to Ocean's Crown. We got some new people to crown. I'm so proud of my black people. Y'all rock. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. I've calmed down a little bit, but not too much because right now we're going to do one of my favorite segments and it's called Oshun's Crown. And in this segment, we highlight people doing wonderful things in the community, any positive love stories, or if we have um, some phenomenal strides that were made, this is the segment in which we're going to talk about it. So if you know of anyone in your neighborhood who are doing great things, or if you've heard of a national story that impacts the black community in a positive way, or if you have an anniversary or you fell in love and you want to share, please don't hesitate to email me at says at gmail.com. That is O-S-H- U-N-S-A-Y-S at gmail.com. So my first crown is going to go to King Sharif. Yes, he is behind uh, the We Buy Black campaign that's supporting a new soul food market. This soul food market is um, going to sell only products that are from the African-American community. And right now, they are crowdfunding um, with a pledge of $425,000. The last I checked, it was at $332,000. So that's like less than $100,000 away. Today, I'm sorry, actually the 17th, which was which is today, but it airs, this show's airing tomorrow. So by the time you hear it, the, you know, they will have the, the closing numbers. But I really, really hope that they have made their pledge. It's really important that we have these type of representations for ourselves. I mean, imagine black farmers, they may have to, find ways, other other means to get fair pricing, get their products into supermarkets for fair pricing. And, and that eliminates that when you have your own. You know, I heard somebody say something like, oh, well, I don't think this is going to work because blah, 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 blah. Who cares what the reason is? And my, my comeback was like, well, do you have that same energy for when you the Mexican supermarkets that you see or the Asian supermarkets that you see that is supported by their own plus others and when you look at the products they're mainly from their that specific community I mean come on it's our turn we need to have our own so kudos to Sharif for coming up with this idea and making great strides to make sure that we are represented very well. So Sharif, I hope you wear your crown with pride, my dear. 
Our next recipient will be Miss Akiwa Asamota after out of Brooklyn. Okay, she has, oh my God, this is like the cutest thing. She has the, a company called Your Queens. And this is their fourth year anniversary. Um, Your Queens is the first African-American queen company. And what they do is they, exp- they express a dynamic lineage of ancient African royalty through storytelling, song, and dance. They highlight Queen Amina, Queen, um, Cleopatra, Queen Makita, Nefertiti, and the goddess Isis. So imagine this. You're having a, a princess-themed party for your daughter. No longer do you have to worry about or call on, excuse me, Cinderella or Snow White. No, you can call you can call Queen Amina to come and and part and have a party with you guys. You guys gonna and 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 you they come dressed up in beautiful African garbs, the songs are hitting, the dances are so fly, and you should see the little kids when they when they see black faces, women with black, beautiful faces, and they're walking in with their beautiful head wraps. Oh, their eyes beam. They beam with so much pride, and I love, I love to see it. I love to see the videos of them. It is so cool. The kids are singing. They're dancing. They have more energy than they would when Cinderella comes about. I'm telling you, it's amazing. So, Akiwa, I thank you for creating this platform. It was so, so needed. And I hope you wear your crown with ultimate pride. And lastly, I want to congratulate Lamont and Melissa Petaway. They were just married this past Sunday in, in Wilson, North Carolina. And I hope you guys have a blissful marriage. May you always keep God first and may all your dreams come to fruition. You guys, I went to this wedding. It was so nice. First of all, Melissa and I, we kind of go way back. Um, I had a mobile bartending service and she was my best bartender and although she live in North Carolina now and I live in Atlanta, she's like, love, I need you. <laughs> and I was there. I came up there and I enjoyed the wedding. It was so beautiful. I'm so happy for, for, for you two. And uh, black love is just so wonderful. It's just so endearing. It feels so good. I'm so happy. I'm <laughs> just so happy. Anyway, that concludes this segment of Oshun's Crown. And like I said, if you guys have anybody you want to nominate or any story about love that you want to share, don't be shy. This is your home. Email me so I can highlight you. <laughs> okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk about 
the subject at hand, okay? The gray. I'll explain what that means when we come back. All right. Okay, mi amores, we are back. And we are going to tackle this topic right now. Okay, it is avoiding the gray. All right. Ugh. The dreadful gray. You may ask what the gray is. And as Bridget Kelly beautifully sang, um, the gray is basically a situationship. Um, For those who may not know, a situationship is a pseudo-relationship. It's literally relationship purgatory. So in other words, it would feel like a relationship, could possibly look like one, and even smell like a relationship, but it voids the commitments and it has like a blurred line of expectations. Um, it could be very, very frustrating to be in that situation. So my caution to you is don't fall in love with the gray because that shit ain't going to love you back. Real talk. I mean, and sometimes you can find yourself in a situation and you don't even realize. So I, being the thoughtful, caring person that I am, I have create an outline for you to be able to recognize like, oh shit, I'm in a situation shit. I'm in the gray. Help me get out. So <laughs> the first sign that you are in a situation is you guys don't go on dates. You go over to her house. She come over to yours. But you guys don't create too many memories outside of the bedroom or your living room. And if you do, they're few and far between. Another sign is that you really don't define the relationship. It's like, you don't know what to call it. Y'all talking, y'all friends, friends with benefits. Ultimately, it's, it's really nothing. It's just... Two, two people playing and they grown and it's fine if you if that's where you want to be uh, another sign is that you guys never make any future plans or let me just rephrase that you make future plans but there are no movements to make that plans come to fruition. So here's an example. You may say, hmm, I want to go to Hawaii one day soon. And he may say, yeah, Hawaii would be dope. Like I could just imagine us in Hawaii right now. But neither one of you two are pulling out your calendars to find free dates to go Nobody's looking at hotel resorts in Hawaii or checking out to see what kind of deals they can find on Expedia or whoever. 
none of that happens. It's just throw the plans up in the air and it just stays up there. It never comes down. So another indication of a situationship is that you may develop feelings, but you don't dare utter those emotions. You cannot see yourself telling that person, wow, I'm falling in love with you. You can't look at that person in the eyes and say, you know, being with you really makes me happy. And I feel so good in your presence. Nope, none of that. No, you keep it to yourself because you have to because you're in a situationship. Okay, you still attend events alone. So, you know, Christmas come about, the holiday party, and you're going alone. New Year's come up, you know, you get fly to go to this party. You dap it out, swag on a thousand and you ain't getting no kiss at midnight. You know, it's it's a couples retreat for 4th of July weekend at a at at some let's say like the Poconos or something. And no one's going to ask you to come along because you don't have a boyfriend you have or a girlfriend. You have a situationship. You know? Another pitfall, another sign. Excuse me, let me not call it pitfall. Let me stop doing that. Because I'm not supposed to be injecting my opinion. Okay, but anyway. Another hint that you're in a situationship is that you claim to be able to be dating anyone, like anyone you choose. You say you're open to it, but then and no one could really get in. Why? Because this person that you're in a situationship occupies so much of your mental space that you really don't give anyone a chance. They can't compare to who you're in a situationship with. The person that you, your partner, your current partner has a mile head start. There's no way this person can really catch up. In the rare instance that it happens, fine. Okay, it's not impossible for those who, you know, some people, you can't be absolute. (laughs) But, you know, you are speaking on like an exception, not the rule. So know that I'm talking about the rule, not the rare occasion that it somehow possibly worked, okay? So (laughs) don't hold me to like some impossible standard, okay? And then another way for you to tell that you're in a situationship is if your primary form of communication is texting. So basically, it's what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing (laughs) all day, all night, or where you at, are you free, come over, won't you come over, that that type of time. 
nothing like, okay, wow, I really have this, I have this business idea that I think will be really, really great. I wonder what so-and-so would think. Let me call them and ask them. No, you're not going to get a chance to do that. That's not, that's, that's not what you do in a situation, ship. Unless you start blurring the lines. Or I had the worst friggin' day. And all I want to do is hear so-and-so's voice to make me feel better. No, that is not what you do in a situation, ship. You keep it to yourself. You got to keep all that to, to yourself. Oh, Lord, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> so another way, another sign um, is that you hear about their friends, but you never meet them. They don't have any plans on introducing you to your friend to their friends so you can know about Roxanne and Roxanne has two kids and Roxanne's youngest daughter is so cute she's gonna be you know featured in a magazine but you yourself you're never gonna meet Roxanne or that dynamic daughter because situations partners don't meet friends just don't and then lastly you know my my final example is you're supposed to be okay but not hearing from them but you know deep down it's like two weeks go by and it's like yo what what happened to so-and-so i even hear from i didn't hear from so-and-so You can't trip about it. There's no expectations for them to keep, you know, for them to keep in touch. Y'all keep in touch when it suits either one of you. Like, hey, what you doing tonight? Or, um, on this particular day, I'm going to, I'm, I'm skipping work. I'm not going to work or I have to go to an appointment. Are you going to be free at such and such a time? Yeah. All right. So we can link up. Cool. I'll see you then. That's the extent of it for the most part. So, I mean, I don't mean to paint a negative light of a situation ship, but I do mean to be very honest and give you a clear depiction of what a situationship is. Now, don't get me wrong. A situationship can work, but for a short time with the same person. Okay, if you know that you're not in a space where you want to focus and make somebody else a priority in your life, but you do want some companionship and that other person is with it and on that same type of time, then sure, that is going to be an ideal situation. But I'm warning you, eventually one or both of you are going to end up wanting more. And I don't care if what, you know, people be like, oh, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. No, you cannot. Eventually, somebody is going to have developed feelings. Okay? You will. We are energy. And 
when you get into contact with somebody and they have energy, you create a synergy. There's no way you can be in constant contact with that or have that synergy with someone and nothing comes of it. There's no feelings. There's no, there's nothing. There's no way. And maybe for men, maybe for men, but women, no way. Eventually, you're going to catch feelings. And if you're telling me that you cannot, that you don't, then I wonder what's what's really going on with you. What kind of void, what kind of emotional block you put up in yourself. Because that's not who we are innately. It's just not. So, again, I say, if you're going to enter into the gray, do not fall in love with the gray because it will not love you back all right and when we come back we will have the Oshun says quote of the week and I will see you soon Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Oshun Says. I hope I hope I spoke to somebody's core. I hope that I, maybe it's the conversation we had um, was confirmation for you to avoid a situation or get out of one or... You know, you're armed with information to know what you can handle just in case you're entertaining the idea of entering the gray. So, um, I do, um, I enjoy talking with you guys. Uh, this has been, although it's only the second episode, I feel, I feel it's kind of like therapeutic for me to be talking to to y'all so I hope you're enjoying it okay so Oshun says once you acknowledge and honor the divine within there's no way you would accept the mistreatment from another again she says once you acknowledge and and honor the divine within there is no way you would accept the mistreatment from another. So basically, love yourself. Love yourself inside out. That way, and know, and know that there's a divine being within you and that needs to be uplifted and cherished and held on a pedestal and, and honored. Once you know that, there's, you're not going to feel comfortable with somebody trying you, with someone treating you less than what you deserve. All right? So that's this week's episode of Oshun Says. You guys have a wonderful week until next Thursday at 7 p.m. Stay beautiful. Stay black. Stay blessed. Mwah.